Blog Talk Radio. Hey folks, Troy Dooley and I want to welcome you to the 2013 edition of the Beachside CEO. You know, we have now been on the air for over, well, let's see, 19, it'll be 2009, so 10, 11, 12, 13, we're going into our fourth year. And each year has been remarkable. Uh, we've had new books, new people that we've talked with, new series that we've covered. And I believe every side, each each time we've gone across something, we've learned something new. We've learned what it meant to to listen to some of the greats out there like Zig Ziglar. We've done some stuff on Zig Ziglar. We did stuff on John Maxwell. And we're starting a brand new series right here for 2013 the new three-foot rule, how social, digital, and mobile media has impacted the direct sales and relationship marketing business. Mike Magnaglit is, I always get that right, it's like a tongue twister. It's Maglinuk, Nick, uh, is a great friend. I'm going to change his name this year to Dooley because I can pronounce it. Uh, But seriously, Mike is a phenomenal person. I've learned so much from him uh, since he brought out his first books. And I think that's the that's the difference sometimes between a true expert and somebody that just writes. Because when he when he when he started out and brought out the social media symphony, and then he brought out social what, why, how. You know, I, I was just blown away as I read through everything that he wrote. And then late fourth quarter, he brought out this brand new book, actually dedicated. I was one of the people that he dedicated it to. I was honored. But the more I've studied about Mike, the more excited I have become because I've learned that this is somebody that is not just passionate about network marketing, direct selling. He is truly passionate about helping people uh, grow and learn and understand what it means to succeed In the social media realm, too many times we do not focus on what we should. And and in this book here, we're going to cover that today. And I'm I'm telling you what, I cannot do justice to this uh, because there's so much that he covers that there's no way that we're going to get in here. But I want you to know that that we can start this off in, in, I think, a, a way that is powerful because Mike says, Working for yourself is a dream that millions of people share all over the world. And now with our show now being heard in over 100 different countries, uh, everybody has a dream. Everybody has a passion. And I think one of the things that connects human beings is that, is that driving passion to be in business for yourself, that driving passion to, to build relationships with people. And social media has allowed us to do that. But I think something in direct selling that has been missing is that we we talk about the relationship side of it, but we very seldom want to talk about the salesmanship side of it or the saleswomanship side of it. We want to cover that up and call it relationship marketing. We want to call it sharing with others. You know, uh, we want to call it something like let's just you know move your money or anything but sales, hope and opportunity. Now I've been known to do that. But it's interesting because Robert Louis Stevenson said this, everyone lives by selling something. 
And I think for whatever reason, probably because somewhere along our lines we had some dull, negative, disillusioned, whiny, crybaby salesman try to pressure us into something, we get this idea that salesmen suck. But yet they don't. The women, eighty, oh, well, 78.8% of direct selling is made up of females, and they, they are not the pushy type overall. They get excited about something, and they passionately market it. So that's what we've got to be looking at, and that's kind of where we're going to be going as as we look into Mike's book. Now, some of you are saying, Troy, I've never heard of this guy. Let me tell you a little bit about Mike. Mike's an industry-recognized executive with 20 years of leadership. Uh, he's worked for some great network marketing companies that are out there today. He's also a best-selling author. I mentioned his two books, public speaker. But most of all, he's a phenomenal friend, and I believe that is the, the focus you know, Mike is like me. He's a pioneer in Internet marketing. He was pioneering social media long before it was connected. Matter of fact, I was laughing one day. I was, re- I was looking at the guys that I follow and that I study in social media, and every one of us have been on Facebook, MySpace, uh, Rebel Mouse, all these long before it becomes vogue in network marketing. It's humorous to me. Because we've been out here busting our butt learning about this, and other people jump on the bandwagon, and, and and all of a sudden they become the experts. Well, Mike is a phenomenal person. He's been mentioned in the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, American Venture Magazine, Direct Selling News, Entrepreneur Magazine, E-Commerce Times, the American Business Journal, etc. So he's somebody that you can take some notes on, somebody that understands what it is we're doing. And I think that's where we're at today. See, selling is something that we all do. You you sold your spouse on getting married to you. You you sold your boss on hiring you. You you, you sold your supervisor on giving you a, a, a raise when you wanted one. So I believe this is the way it works. Mike wrote this. I thought this was good. He says, this is so true, and if you think about it, it actually makes a lot of sense. Most people sell their time by working hourly wage jobs. To get these jobs, they had to sell themselves to their potential employer, first through their resume and then in person through one or more interviews. Then there's the business owners and the sole proprietors. These individuals make a living by selling their own products and services. They sell their products and services to the public through advertising, a brilliant storefront, sometimes through well-thought-out product displays, through, through media. I mean, they do it all over the place. Everyone has to sell something. So why is it we're fearful of this? Let's look at the pure salesman. You know, this is where most people get their face value of what sales is. And we've all had this experience somewhere along the line. A pushy salesman at a car lot, a telemarketer, somebody coming door to door. Doesn't matter what it was, it was somebody. And here's what I think happens, and, and Mike talks about this. The reason a lot of us don't like sales people, we don't like the term sales, is because we run into people who are selling something because they needed a job, not because they were passionate about the product. See, most salespeople simply do not care about what they're selling or about their customers. They're in it for a paycheck. Most of them are wanting to go up. I love my Tuesday mornings because I meet a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of uh, independent sales guys, distributors for different companies. And over the years, I've run into some pharmaceutical sales reps. 
These are guys that, for whatever reason, have been in and around the medical profession. One uh, gentleman that I've gotten to know very well, his dad owns a, a uh, I started to say a chain of, and I don't think that's what you would call these, but he owns several pediatric doctor's offices on the West Coast. But his son decided not to get into the medicine medical field. He got into prescriptions. He wanted to learn about it. He is so passionate about the, the pharmaceuticals that he sells that he's very good at it. He has a whole complete district. He's got people underneath him. I've talked to other guys that they're just there, it's just their leg up into finding something different that they want to do. And it kind of goes back to something that my buddy Tom Halp and I have talked about, and Richard Brook and I have talked about this, is that people follow somebody else's dream. So they get out of high school, they go to college, they're, they're following mom and dad's deal, and, and that's what they're, they're trying to do. So by the time they get into the real world, they're really not doing something that they're excited about or doing something they're passionate about. I watch periodically some of the uh, reality shows, and and my girls were laughing at me. I was watching one called Moonshiners. And one of the Moonshiners that was on there, he's trying to go legit, and he said, I don't want my son in the business. It's too dangerous. I thought, okay, there's somebody that's trying to teach his son something different. But then I walked into the other room the other day, and the girls had on this Dancing Moms. And although the show's about teaching young girls how to dance, it's the moms living their lives precariously through their kids. And I thought, okay, here we, here, here we go. This, this kind of backs up and validates the theory and makes it more of a fact that so many of us go out of the world and we're doing something somebody else wants us to do. Mike says, a good, successful salesperson who has made a lot of money in sales, will tell you that there are a lot of things wrong with this picture and that it's exactly what we're going to be talking about in this chapter. See, networking and sales go hand in hand, and they're important. But it's important to do both well or you're actually going to hurt your chances of winning. See, at the core of effective networking and effective sales lies a set of values. These act as the true common denominators for having success in the business world. I started reading Mike's book, and then I pulled out some of my old books that that are there. I, I, I pulled out, you know, The Ultimate Sales Machine by, uh, by Chet Holmes. I pulled out Tom Hopkins' book on sales. I pulled out some of Zig Ziglar's stuff, and it's like, man, these guys all do. I pulled out some of my old stuff from Primerica that Tony Robbins had created for us. And here are the three values. Be passionate about what you sell. Effectively build positive relationships. Make your career about helping other people, not talking about taking their money. I thought about this, and I thought about my good friend, uh, Corey Fonstock, who is a financial advisor on the Emerald Coast, just got voted the number one financial advisor. And you got to understand, on the Emerald Coast, we got a lot of money. You know, Miley Cyrus has a place here. Governor Huckabee has a place here. Um Trapper John from MASH has a place here. I mean, you know, Tim McGraw, Faith Hill. I mean, we got a lot of money down here, let alone a bunch of athletes and businessmen and all that stuff. Corey's got a phenomenal track record. And I, and I got to thinking about his personality. He's a salesman. He's just in the financial arena, not in network marketing. I thought, man, Corey loves building relationships. I've sent network marketers to him. He loves building the relationships. 
And once the relationship is built, then he starts working on what's best for them. Everything's individualized. So I think Mike's got it right because these three core values hold the secret to what it takes to revolutionize your professional destiny. See, I don't do a lot of shows on on sales techniques. I mean, I've gone through every class I think out there because I started when I was 12 in the sales profession. I've sold Mason shoes. I've sold Watkins products. I've sold Primerica Financial Services. Uh, I've owned my own businesses from from bail bonding and bounty hunting to repairing TVs to, to making wooden products. See, when you look at I've sold jewelry, I've imported, export. I love sales, but it's not something that I have to teach people because when I look back at my own career, there in the in the 80s, I had a uh, I had a route where I would actually go and I was importing in and, and buying uh, a variety of products. Um, and at the time, I didn't realize I was very young. Didn't realize that some of these things were illegal until the FBI notified me of it. But we were selling authentic duplicated Rolex watches and Gucci bags and stuff like that, along with some other stuff that was, was not what we would call knockoffs. And we put them in the store, and we never lied about anything. I was putting stuff in and saying, this is a duplicate. This is an authentic duplicate of what the original is. And it's amazing because the companies and the stores and the places where I was able to put product was because I built relationships with those people. And see, that, at the end of the day, is what it's about. You have to build the relationship. It's funny, Ray Kroc said this, and, and I had this discussion the other day. I had a guy call me and say, Troy, I'm successful in network marketing. You don't have to love what you do. You just got to be good at building a team. I said, huh. I said, how's that working for you? He goes, phenomenally well. I said, that's great. How's it working for the rest of your people? He goes, well, a handful of them are doing well. I said, yeah, exactly. The rest of them don't get it. And those that are doing well, if you dig deep enough, you'll probably find they love your product. Because, again, 78% of everybody here is a female, and females are product-driven more than they are sales-driven. Once they love the product, then they go talk like crazy about it. And I, can, I can give you track record after track record to prove that's true, from Mary Kay to Avon to Pampered Chef to Tupperware. Ray Kroc said this, if you work just for money, you'll never make it. But if you love what you're doing and always put the customer first, success is yours. So you have to be passionate about what it is you're selling. Every company that I've ever worked with started out with uh, A.O. Williams, my first direct selling company that I was I was a part of. I was with that company part-time, full-time for close to 15 years. Loved it. When I left that company, I didn't switch niches I stayed in it I went to World Marketing Alliance I loved helping people get what was best for them and to be able to put their money to work for them loved doing that I would study the different mutual fund companies study the different life insurance policies study how to twist the the numbers to make it work for my clients loved it I had a run at Herbalife in the early 80s. I had some cousins that were overweight, and I wanted something that worked, looked like Herbalife did. We had a great run with that company, not not one of the top builders, but from product sales because we just sold product because, man, we loved it. I can always sell product that I'm passionate about. 
See, this is what it's about. When I was the uh, facilitated the largest team over at Invisus Direct, we did that because we were passionate about Internet security and technology and giving people American-based tech support. Had a phenomenal time doing that. There five years, I believe, became the number one organization. We had a blast. you got to be passionate about what you love. Dalton, my son's been with me, I don't know, since he could talk in network marketing, but his passion's always been driven around the technology side of everything. Did phenomenally well at Invisits with me. Did phenomenally well at, at Ignite360. His passion's technology. He's now building out a website called Tech and Gaming News and is getting rave reviews. The New York Post just did some stuff on him in his niche, and it's because it's his passion. When you're passionate about what you're selling, it becomes an extension of you. It's not, not this old 80s thing, fake it till you make it type deal. Now, without a doubt, you also have to have determination, but there's a difference between passion and determination. See, passion, when we're passionate about something, we'll do our best because we want to. If we're just determined, we'll do our best because we have to. Yeah, I made some changes towards the end of, of 2012. You know, a lot of you guys know that, that one of the new startup companies, I'm a consultant with them, Ocean Avenue. And Paige and I love their products, love the ownership, love the people. And so in October, we said, hey, you know what, let's, let's just build an organization. I took it to the, to the masses in direct selling. They thought it would be a great thing, which is all cool. That's, you know, you want to be ethical. Thing is, there was so much stuff happening in the direct selling world I wasn't able to build a team. I'm still over here reporting on everything that's going on. I finally had to realize, you know what, my passion and my calling is on on reporting and uncovering the truth and the facts and providing information to people that can change their lives. And I'd tell Ken Dunn and Fred Nino, I said, man, I'm going to keep consulting with you guys. I love you guys, but, man, you're never going to see me build an organization. I'm too busy building an industry covering the, the main issues and helping people understand and weed through all the BS that's there. And it's been a freaking amazing ride. You know what? And, and it's good because I know where my passion lies. Mike writes this. He says, the common temptation in times like these is you need to keep in mind that while you're doing what you're doing, the truth of the matter is you are in sales because you are tired of having your limitations set by somebody else. I've learned this. See, so many times we get frustrated, we want to quit, we get tired of things. But you know what? What really I've seen motivate people, they'll bust their butt in a blue-collar job all day long. You'd think they would be tired when they get off work, but when they're passionately selling something that they enjoy, when they get off work, it's like a new energy comes up to them. And they get home and they're and they're getting ready to go to an opportunity meeting or some party they're having at a house somewhere they're doing something and women too i've seen stay-at-home moms stressed out the husband gets home the kids are getting ready to go to bed and she gets a second wind gets all dressed up and goes and hosts a party see that's what it's about mike writes he says you can talk to every successful salesperson you know and they can tell you every trick and tip that they've ever made used to make a sale but none of those tricks or tips are guaranteed to work for you. See, at the end of the day, your success in direct selling, network marketing, MLM, whatever the heck you want to call it, has nothing to do with anybody else. doesn't matter if they believe in you or, or not. 
All that matters is what you believe and what you're willing to do to help grow personally and to build the success that you're looking for. Right now I'm debating and taking on one of Wall Street's most notorious short sellers. His name's Bill Ackman. And over the last few days he's called Herbalife a pyramid scheme. And he came out on TV with his his little attitude and he said, well, I'm doing this to help the people. I, I want to shed light on all the stuff that's going on. And then we find out that his firm stands to make a billion dollars if he can put Herbalife out of business. He'll make $25 million personally. And as I studied what he had to say, he's very articulate and he's very intelligent. I mean, he's he's worth millions and millions and millions of dollars. He's far, far, far more successful financially than I am. And I'm sitting there listening to what he had to say and I'm, he said, this is for the common person. I want the people in, in Herbalife to learn about all this. But then he's on all these news stations that they don't even watch because he said that Herbalife's target market is low income and unemployed people that can't even afford a house. And it's like, then why aren't you on regular TV talking to these people? Why are you on a financial news channel where these people, the average income of people that watch financial news is anywhere from 50000 a year on up? It was amazing to me to see how people, what they say, and this is what happens whenever you're out there trying to do something and you're not passionate about what it is you're doing. You have to be passionate. It's not about all the sales techniques that you can learn. It's about caring for people and really be passionate about what the product is you're selling. You say, well, Troy, I can't do that with with, with everything. I mean, I, I sell I sell shoes. How passionate can you be at shoes? Well, no, I guess if you're single and you're selling women's shoes, it would give you an opportunity to meet some beautiful women. I mean, there's always a way to find out, can I be passionate about something? But getting serious, let's say that you're in the printer business. Mike uses this in his book as an example. You you can't get real excited about printers, I guess. I mean, I guess you could. You could work at a Office Depot. You know, and I'm thinking this through. Okay, Mike, I believe you got to be passionate. Here's what he says. He goes, you can ask some, yourself some questions before you decide this isn't for me. He said, what makes my products better than the competitor's products? What incentives do they offer to raise the value of the sale? Are customers getting a great deal when they buy one of my products? Do I believe that these products could benefit the life of the customer? What is the background of the company? What is the legacy behind it? Who's the founder? See, I've got a, a guy, Harvey Mackey, owns an envelope company. Now, I'm not too thrilled about going and selling envelopes, but because I know Harvey Mackey owns it, and he is one of the most phenomenal sales guys I've ever met, and he, he loves people, and he's passionate about what he does, and he's always out there to help his people, I would go to work for that company just to learn from him. Interstate Battery. One of the largest, most successful battery companies in the nation's founder, Herb, is is a phenomenal, God-led man. He he has Bible studies in his company all the time. I would go there just because he's he's got the same values I do. I know I'd grow personally. See, a lot of times we'll go to work somewhere, and I've done this. I've gone to work at a place because I wanted to learn from the leader. And then there's times when I sit back and think, man, I I could do so much better here than some of the other guys. I'll walk into a Home Depot and see a guy there just because he needs money. He doesn't know a pot to pee in about what it is he's trying to sell. 
Matter of fact, I have helped to guide other customers to other aisles because I know that store so well because I'm passionate about working with my hands, especially with wood, that I could go in there and lead some people in some different directions. See, if you seek the answers first, not just about your product, but why am I doing this? Why do I get passionate? Somebody the other day said, Troy, network marketing is like a pyramid scheme. Why are you so into it so much? Why would you cover stories like you do and 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 some of the crazy stuff I said because the people in network marketing is what makes it great. See, when I meet guys like like Royce Reed over at Rustelli Direct and and Ray Rustelli, I meet a guy that's family started with one small butcher shop and now runs a billion dollar business worldwide. And I see him as he's eating lunch with me. Say, Troy, what I want to do is give back to the average person who wants good food on their table, who wants a an income opportunity, who wants to help the health of their families. And I get blown away by it. It's like this just rocks. They've made more money than they'll ever spend, but yet he's still wanting to give back to people. When I meet guys like BK Bareko who who creates a product and thinks it's phenomenal, and then when some of the testing comes back, he sees where they've had 14 uh, incidents out of thousands of sales, they've had 14 incidences where it's changed uh, the, the health behaviors of people, and he just cancels the whole thing. Says it doesn't matter what the money is; it's you know money can't bring back somebody's life. I think, wow, man, that's what it's all about. Bob Berg, another good friend and, and somebody that I just love, he writes this: internalize the golden rule of sales that says. All things being equal, people will do business with and prefer business to those people they know, like, and trust. And that's what happens. When people know, like, and trust you, they'll send you business or they'll bring their business to you. Art Williams used to teach me, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Mike puts it this way, networking and building positive relationships is absolutely essential to bring to bringing a successful salesperson to the top. And I agree with that 100%. See, a salesman who does everything else right but fails to network will almost always lose in the long run to a less-than-perfect salesperson. How many times have you probably sat in in an event, you've seen somebody across the stage, and you're thinking, seriously, how do they have this kind of success and I don't? Maybe that's it. You say, okay, Troy, how do I start? I want to get started right now. Well, here's some ways to start building your network. If you start building the network, you can you can nurture the relationships. Compile a, a, an email once a month. Send out a really good value thought email. Don't be trying to pitch. I hate that word, but so many people want to pitch their products. Why don't you present who you are to them? You know, let them see who you are. Do that. Build a physical mailing list. Send out some postcards and stuff. Pixingo, great little company. He's got some great postcards. My business cards come from You can go over there and get a nice business card or, or a postcard and send it out to people. Build a phone list of people you're going to call on a regular basis. Utilize your social networking. Get it set up. and But don't just go over there and try to make it all about business. That's what people don't get. Okay, start going out there and, and meeting people. How the heck do you expect to sell something if you're not out there meeting people? You know, it, it, it's crazy. If 
you're going to go out and meet people at a Toastmasters or your Chamber of Commerce, make sure that you put on a good first impression. That's important. Gain their trust. Get their contact information. Don't just start talking about business. Build a good positive relationship. See how you can add value to their life. Let them know they're important to you. Then talk about business. People would rather talk about themselves than talk about you. Remember that. That's the key to success. Tomorrow, Chapter 2, The Digital Revolution. I tell you, I love Mike's book. Um, Mike is a phenomenal guy. He really is. I was so, so um, proud that he dedicated the book. Um, well, that I was one of the people that he dedicated it to. It's, it was That was pretty cool. When you can make an impact in a person's life and they share that, there's nothing better. Hey, folks, live life like it's an epic adventure. Stay dangerous. Stay strong. And if you're in network marketing, act like it. You've been listening to the Beachside CEO on the Home Business Radio Network.